Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 635 for the second of Elul in a regular year. So we take it for granted that everything in our universe, everything in our world has limits to it, has measurements to it. Uh, this is the reality that we live in. You know, we walk into a room, the room has certain dimensions. Uh, a day has a certain amount of hours, a certain amount of minutes, a certain amount of seconds, all of that kind of stuff. But the truth is, you know, and this is a topic that has come up many times in this podcast, is God, who created the world, is not limited in these ways. And so it is kind of a funny question as to, you know, if God is the one who's creating the world, something from nothing at every second, if God is unlimited, then how is this unlimited God creating a limited, finite world? So we've had another episode way back. I I don't remember exactly which episode it was. And you guys can look it up if you'd like to talking about this whole idea that to say that God is unlimited is actually placing a limit on God. And how if we were to define God as being unlimited, this is actually just as limiting as if we were to find to define God as being limited. Because to say that God is unlimited means by nature, he has nothing to do with limitations. He cannot be limited, that there's something beyond him in that way. And, you know, as we see evidence from the world that we live in, that God actually, not only does God have an unlimited aspect to him, he actually has a very limited aspect to him as well. And that these two terms, limited and unlimited, are actually just different ways that God chooses to manifest himself. In fact, these two Uh, ideals of limited and unlimited. These two forms are merely creations of God. These are constraints that God created for us to be able to have some kind of relationship with him and uh, with things that are limited and unlimited. And you kind of can't have one without the other. Like we can't really have an understanding of what it means to be unlimited without having an understanding of what it means to be limited and vice versa. So today, what we're going to talk about is this idea of this aspect of limitation um, of our world and see how this aspect of limitation of our world, how the root of it actually comes from the aspect of limitation within God. And this aspect of limitation within God comes from a very particular attribute of God, which is known as the attribute of Gvura, uh, sometimes translated as severity or restraint. You know, it comes from the left side. It has a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of different ways to translate it. It's hard to translate these terms sometimes, but it comes from the the left side, the side of Gvura. And as we'll see, this is why 
understanding that this limited world that we live in comes from this attribute of Gura, it gives us a deeper appreciation and understanding as to why the commandments that God gave us to engage with the world in all have very specific measurements to them as well. When we build a sukkah, for example, you know, there's a certain dimension that that sukkah needs to have. When it comes to tefillin, the tefillin, so too, also has very specific dimensions to it. All of the things that we do, you know, um, all of the methods that we do with material objects all have very specific requirements to them in a very physical way. And indeed, the mitzvah of charity, the mitzvah of tzedakah, which is the mitzvah that we've been talking about a lot lately, that's a major theme in this section of, of uh, the Tanya, the Yigeris HaKodesh, uh, it also has its limits to it. So there's a certain amount of tzedakah that a person must give. A person has to give a tenth of their money away to tzedakah. And, um, and so, you know, this all is stemming from the fact that the world in which we live in is limited. And this stems from the fact that really, ultimately, it's coming from the attribute of God that is limited, so to speak, as well, the limited aspect of God, the aspect of God that's associated with, with Gvora. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And tomorrow is going to be kind of like a continuation of today's episode where we're going to talk about this mitzvah of Tzedakah a little bit more. And we're going to talk about how, well, you know, yes, um, the mitzvah of Tzedakah has limits to it, just like every other mitzvah and just like our world has, limit, uh, has limits to it. There is a caveat with that mitzvah of Tzedakah. And there are times actually that we break beyond, beyond those limits and that we should break beyond the limits of giving Tzedakah. But that's going to be the focus of tomorrow. Today, we're really going to talk about this idea of the limitation, the limitations of our world, the, the attribute of Gura, um, through which God cr- created the world and through which God gave the Torah. So that is today's focus. So let's get into the text. And for context, we are in the middle of Epistle 10 of Igeros HaKodesh today. So here we go. So the altar of it begins and he says that, so so yes, we said that the, the mitzvahs were given to us through being vested in the attribute of gvura and, um, and constriction of of the of the radiance we spoke about this yesterday right and we see that that's why we see most of the mitzvahs actually have a very specific constrained measurement to them for example the length of the tzitzis needs to be 12 times the width of the thumb i don't know if you ever knew that but that's that's how long the length of the tzitzis has to be the the tefillin need to be two fingers breaths by two fingers breath that's the and and they must be square that's the measurement of the tefillin the luav has to be four hands breath and measure the sukkah needs to be seven hands breadth in measure. In, in Hebrew, tefachim is a hands breadth. The shofar needs to be one tefach, one hands breadth. The mikvah needs to be 40 se'ah, it's called. It's another measurement in in uh, Hebrew. And uh, and you can look those up to see what, what's the equivalent to like measurements that we know of today. I'm not going to get into that now, but these are different measurements. The idea is basically all these mitzvahs have very specific measurements to them. Even the korbanos, the sacrifices in, that were given in the temple, had a very specific measurement to them. And, uh, and they were also in regards to how old they were, too. So, for example, when there were certain sheep that we had to give, and it's, it specifies uh, that in, in scripture, it specifies that the sheep needed to be one year old, the the rams needed to be two years old, the oxen needed to be a certain age, like the different, uh, this, these are things that are spoken about in the Gemara, it's written in Chumash, a little bit about this as well. And also, when it comes to Tzedakah and Gemilos Chasadim, giving 
doing chesed and kindness with a person's money. So even though we know that this idea of the of tzedakah is one of the pillars upon which the world stands, as it says in Perkei Avos, chapter 1, verse 2, uh, where it's, and, and we also see that in Tehillim, chapter 89, verse 3, it says, Olam chesed that the world is built by chesed. So we know that chesed is one of the pillars through which the world was created. Nevertheless, even tzedakah has a specific measurement to it. So what's the measurement? So as I mentioned in the introduction, one fifth is the like the 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 best way to do this mitzvah. This is the preferable way to perform the mitzvah, and one tenth of a person's income to tzedakah is a is a is the average amount. Like this is sort of like the you know the minimum. Like this is what you're supposed to give one tenth. But if you want to do it, the mitzvah perfectly in the choiciest way, you give one fifth, and this is what's called the chesed of the world. The the, and what does that mean? Chesed is, is that we see that there's this concept that, again, comes from Tehillim, chapter 52, verse 3. Chesed kel koleyom, that the chesed of God endures throughout the day, meaning to say that it is vested within all of the worlds, the higher worlds and the lower worlds. And how does this chesed of God get vested in the worlds? This gets vested through the arousal from below, through the Esarusa de la Tata, it's called in Hebrew, which is the mitzvah of staka and chesed that we do. So meaning to say, we spoke about this in a previous episode, if you recall, this idea that Hashem created the world. Sure, he created it on his own, but then he set it up in such a way that in order for the, the continued influx of his light to come down here, he actually entrusted us with that job, with that duty. And that comes about through our chesed, through the chesed that we do. It's also the Torah study that we do, but in order for the Torah study, the light of the Torah study to come down, we actually do need that chesed. Okay, but now we know that the world is finite in nature. It's very measured. It's limited. So we know that, uh, you know, there's, according to the Gemara, there's this idea that the that the earth and the heavens, there's a distance of 500 years between the earth and the heavens, and so too from one heaven to another. We've, we've mentioned this previously. Um, you know, there's discussions as to what this means exactly, but there's this concept that um, that the world is limited in terms of, of how, like, there's a specific measurement to, the, to our world, to the other worlds, and everything like that. We know that the world is only going to exist for 6,000 years as we know it. This is according to the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, uh, page 31a. So since there's a limit to the world in which we live in, both spatially and temporally, then we see that this is why the, the mitzvah of tzedakah and chesed also has a limit to it. Because this is because tzedakah, again, is for the sake of the world. It's one of the pillars upon which the world rests and through which the light of God comes into the world. And so this is why it too has a limit to it. There's measurements that are given one tenth, one fifth, just like all the other mitzvahs of the Torah. So that's the end of the section for today. And as mentioned in the introduction, tomorrow we're going to continue along these lines, but we're going to bring a caveat. Uh, when it comes to staka and how sometimes when it comes to giving staka, we actually, there is room for us to go over and above the limits to break through the boundaries of the official, you know, giving of staka, what that's required according to the letter of the law. So stay tuned for that. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, 
itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.